Good afternoon, my fellow ballers. Welcome back to another episode of Balling with Tyler Todd. I'm your host, Tyler Todd, and today we have some pretty exciting news. I did post a TikTok about it, but now we're going to talk about it on the podcast here. First and foremost, Russell Wilson. Yeah, dog. Russell Wilson is no longer Seattle Seahawk. The longtime Seattle Seahawk quarterback is now in Denver. There goes my so-called... um prediction of Aaron Rodgers going to Denver and now Aaron Rodgers also has come on publicly said that he wants to stay and he's not going anywhere but they're still working on his contract but let's get down to the most important thing like I said Russell Wilson so Russell Wilson was drafted in the 2012 NFL draft in the third round he was a 75th pick so who really knew what he was going to do coming out of Wisconsin obviously he's short stocky can run can throw the ball pretty much that was Pretty much like a glorified what Kyler Murray is now, kind of. Like a short, stockier guy, loves to scramble, can still hang out in the pocket, can can deliver a nice ball. But little did they know what they would get from Russell Wilson. So, obviously, Russell Wilson brought the Seattle Seahawks to the Super Bowl way back whenever. He was the NFL passing touchdowns leader in 2017. He was the NFL passer rating leader in 2015. He's also a nine-time Pro Bowler. But obviously, and honestly, the most important thing about Russell Wilson is that he gives back to the community. So he won the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year in 2020. And that's really where I think you're going to see the majority of his name pop up is in the community because that's what's important to him. And I feel like a lot of guys really need to take that seriously because in times of, you know, right now with uncertainty and People still worrying about COVID and people getting sick and, you know, whatever the case may be, people not having a job or whatnot. You know, the guys with the money, specifically in this case, Russell Wilson, is helping out anyone he can, which is awesome. So, but what are, more so moving on from his character, what are the Broncos getting? So the Broncos right now, obviously, they needed a quarterback, a steady offense, good position, good position players, even though they had to give up Noah Fant in the trade, which is a bummer, but... They still have Cortland Sutton. They still have Jerry Judy. So that's two number one guys right there that you can throw the ball to. And the defense is very good. Very good. Easily one of the best defenses in the league, if not the AFC West. It's probably the best defense in the AFC West. So now Russell has the opportunity to make it to really probably push for another Super Bowl. And I'm not kidding. Like, really. It's absolutely terrifying what the Broncos can do with Russell Wilson. And obviously that was the case prior. Oh, you know, we're going to get Deshaun Watson. Oh, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I, I've said this multiple times on previous episodes months back that that's all the Broncos needed was a, was a legit quarterback. Yes, Russell Wilson is in his 30s. Yes, you know, he's not the dude slinging like he used to, you know, back in, you know, in, when he was younger in 2015, throwing 34 touchdowns. And then two years later, he's throwing 34. And the next year, he's throwing 35. So he's very productive still. And even this past year in 2021, in 14 games, 400 pass attempts, 259 completions for 64.75 percentage. He threw for over 3,000 yards, a 7.8 average. The longest was 69, 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. So pass rating of 103.1. So, I mean, the, the guy still can get it done at his age. So the Broncos are in for a very good treat. And obviously, Russell Wilson is a very good football player and he's a very good dude. In return, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be struggling, though, which is a problem because they're getting Drew Locke. And that's the quarterback room and Geno Smith in Seattle. So 
a longtime friend of mine, my friend Dante, who's a diehard Seahawks fan. Dante Nichols, you know who you are. I'm shouting you out right now, bro. But um, he's a diehard Seahawks fan. And I told him, obviously, he's very heartbroken that Russell Wilson is gone. But I was telling him, maybe this is the franchise's way of maybe they needed to get rid of Russell Wilson because, okay, it's time, you know, rebrand the franchise, you know trying to you know rebuild with the defense and the offense got a couple new guys in here drew lock and geno smith obviously are not going to be the future because geno one is older and then drew lock two is just an absolute trash can of a, of a football player so for me the plan is at least for seattle from my perspective is that they wanted to dump all these what they wanted to dump russell get some young guys in return maybe some draft picks and then build from there and then not draft a quarterback this year because the quarterback crop is not very good this year but next year next year as well there is where they will attack and they'll be ready for it. And hopefully they do because the Seahawks are a very interesting team, at least in my perspective. I think they're a very interesting team and can be the best team in the NFC West. But right now, they're not. You have the Rams, who are the best, obviously, world champions, but I think in general are the best. And then you have the Niners and then also the Cardinals. Cardinals, who were supposed to be the best, but um, a big uh, on that one. Absolute garbage. Yeah, but uh, Seattle, really... Uh, yeah, bummer. Really dropped the ball on that one, in my opinion. But you know what? Maybe thinking long term and uh, you got to do what you got to do. But hey, Russell Wilson, huge fan. And hopefully he has success in Denver. But uh, beware because, uh, yeah, AFC West is uh, is going to be coming for that guy. Because Russell Wilson, when he was in Seattle, was the most sacked quarterback the past five years. Through a five-year span, he was the most sacked quarterback in all of football. Now you're coming to the AFC West with some really good edge, edge rusher and defenders on all three teams. Good luck, dude. It's going to be a sick one. But still, talking on the subject of, obviously, the AFC West and not just Russell Wilson, but my L.A. Chargers. Oh, baby. Getting down to the nitty-gritty. Really some serious action happening the past couple days for Los Angeles Chargers. And I can't be more excited to talk about it. Like, seriously so pumped. But the first thing is, Los Angeles Chargers did sign Mike Williams to a multi-year extension. And I am so excited because he's very deserving of it after the year he had. But... I seriously thought we were going to lose him and it was going to bring a tear to my eye, but we didn't. We drafted him in the first round a couple years back and maybe he just needed a couple years to really grow. So I'm very excited to see what he can do after we sign him because this last year was a career year where he set career highs in receptions with 76 and receiving yards, 1,146, while also catching nine touchdowns. He led the league with seven receiving scores in the fourth quarter and set a single-season NFL record with five go-ahead touchdowns in the fourth quarter or overtime. Williams' nine catches of 40-plus yards were the most in the AFC in 2021. Yes. Absolute stud. Maybe, you know, maybe 60 mil for three years. Yeah, and maybe overpay him a little bit, but you know what, dude? This is, so be it. I, we we need him. This is the window. This is the championship window. We need him because Herbert is ready. And he's very good. And we still have Keenan Allen, too, which is also very good. And still on the topic of the Chargers, we focus on the offense. Oh, guess what? Now we're focusing on the defense. The defense. It's the defense's turn to get some some shine, huh? The Chicago Bears were set to trade Khalil Mack to Los Angeles Chargers. And not set. It did happen. It did happen. So, yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles, Khalil Mack. Oh my God, this is so rad. So the Chargers obviously get Khalil Mack, and they and then the Bears are expected to send a twenty not send excuse me are expected to get a twenty twenty two second round draft pick and a twenty twenty three six rounder. That's what they're getting. 
I think for a 31-year-old pass rusher who was arguably at one point the best pass rusher in the league, is worth it for a couple of draft picks. And only one draft pick this year, and then one in the next year after that. So, um, yeah, very excited about that. And I think everyone else should be who is a Chargers fan because um, the guy's nasty. He's nasty. Like, I don't really know how else to explain it. Yeah, 31. Six-time Pro Bowler. NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe not the same guy he was when he was in Oakland, or maybe not in Chicago as much, but the past couple years, maybe struggling a little bit. But worth it. Because now, um, uh, Joey Bosa and um, uh, Khalil Mack, yeah, um, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and um, Derek Carr, beware. Because he coming for that ass, dude. That's terrifying, okay? But that really is what I really want to discuss on the pod is really talk about the impact, I mean, of signing both those players. Mike Williams, obviously, is a deep threat. He brings a lot of value to the Chargers. And same with Cleo Mack. He brings veteran experience, veteran leadership. And obviously, he's a, he's a very gifted pass rusher. And you can pass rush. He also can defend the run. He can defend the pass. And even at 31, he still is very good. And obviously, it's one of those things where I can say all I want. Oh, the Chargers are going to be good. Oh, the Chargers are going to be this. You know, it's our year. And that's what I say every year because I'm going to be a diehard fan no matter what. So, and yeah, I mean, the team looks great. And I can't wait for the draft because they should address the D-line, the cornerback situation, and also the O-line. I mean, look what they did the last year in free agency. Address the O-line. Herbert's finally protected, can throw the ball, and we can run the ball effectively. So I think the way the Chargers are going is it's very smart and it's very effective. And hopefully hopefully the signing of Cleo Mack really sets us apart from maybe other teams in the AFC West and the AFC in general because we're coming for that crown. I mean, we, we have a stud quarterback and a stud offense. Like, we're ready to take on anyone. And Brandon Staley... Yes, young coach making some young mistakes, but still has the balls to do what other coaches, you know, are doing. Go for it on a fourth down, making the gutsy calls, you know, not even fourth down, but hey, let's do this play instead. Let's do this one, making gutsy plays, doing specific play calls for certain situations. So I like the makeup of the team, but we still got a lot of work to do. But today, this is something I wanted to incorporate a little bit. It's a quick little segment and the show's going to be over with. But so today is March 11th, Friday, 5 p.m., and wanted to do a little, uh, a little this day in history sports action. So way, 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 way back in the day in the 1980s, obviously there's a good old sport called football, which we've been talking about. But during those years, the NFL adopts today on March 11th, 1989, the NFL adopts the instant replay rule. How insane is that? Literally changed the makeup of football. Literally changed the makeup of football. Like, how is that even possible? Like, you think about it. Think about all the plays that literally, that literally didn't weren't replayed before. Think about all the think about pre, long football, long football ago, long, long, long time ago. Plays would happen, you wouldn't even get to see them again. Oh my gosh, now it's an integral, huge integral part of football, which is absolutely insane. And then just for a little funny one, just throwing a little bit of giggles on this day two years ago. The NBA suspends the 2019-2020 season after Utah's Jazz center Rudy Gobert tests positive for COVID. So he was the first person to he was the first NBA player to get COVID, and then that was when they canceled the season and then went on to the bubble. Pretty crazy how the COVID was two years ago, and we're still talking about it two years later. So March, March of 2020, the week after my 24th birthday was when it first started. People wearing when I was going to school, people were wearing masks around campus. I thought it was weird because I didn't know what was going on. And then, hey, 
I go home for spring break. Hey, classes are canceled for two weeks. Oh, okay, because some flu thing. Flu sickness COVID's going around. Oh, okay, the Rona's going around. And then it turned into two more weeks. Then it turned into, hey, the semester's going to online. And then, hey, now we're doing mandates. And now, hey, you're not getting graduation. It was crazy. So I thought those were two pretty interesting facts for for March 11th. But thank you for checking out the podcast today, a very short and brief one. But yeah, still doing this weekly, once every week at 5 p.m., obviously every Friday. Trying to be more active on TikTok, trying to post at least a video once a week, trying to, you know, add some flair to it, add some comedy. I still have my Instagram. I've been posting every day. My Instagram is at Ballin' with Tyler Todd, and it's the same for my TikTok, at Ballin' with Tyler Todd. And yeah, really just trying to grow and uh, really just work on the channel and try and make this a legit thing. But I'm glad that everyone is tuning in and trying to really get my name out there and trying to do new things and uh, get back to the listeners. So thank you for checking out the podcast today and uh, appreciate y'all. Peace.